Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. Law Professor. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 121. I love palindromes. It's starting to back up. And Jason likes Asian things. Is that a, is that a little all-inclusive, everyone gets something alike? Ian just likes beer. I, I don't understand where you're going with It's Asian a thing. Japanese brewery that we're going with today. Oh, what is it? I knew you would. I practiced saying this so hard. Sounded ridiculous. Uh, it's Kyuchi Brewery from Naka, Japan. I feel like that was a good try. <laughs> Not at all what the Japanese sound like when they say it. You probably know them either by their little owl character um, or Hitachino. Like a good 80% of their beers have the word Hitachino in the name. What so. does that mean? I did so much research. I did so much research. <laughs> so do you know what it means? No. <laughs> like, why? Like why is that what you come up with? You're just, you're so good at, like, finding that, the chinks in my armor. Um, but the Hitachino nest is, like, what a whole bunch of them are called. So we have a collection of them today, I believe. I'm going to guess it means owl. That would be entirely logical. But I could be way off base. Would you like to put forth an official? That's my that's my guess. I'm throwing that in the ring. All right. Mm, it's kind of tough actually doing a uh, a Google search of it doesn't really bring much up. Other than this beer, maybe. Yeah, this beer comes up a whole bunch, but yeah, the definition of that. In fact, it stops at page two on Google. Wow. So, yeah. Maybe it's a made-up word or a name. That could be. So if. Do you want to pour, and I will talk a little bit about the brewery. Uh, we are starting off with the Hitachino White Ale, uh, mostly because I think it's the kind of their flagship, first of all, and also it's um, the lightest bodied. Super popular. Very popular. Um, and I remember having it um, a couple years ago, a number of years ago, really. I don't think that I've had any of these before. Like really? anything from this brewery, um, they were established in 1823, and originally they just made sake and shochu. I looked up what that meant. Come on, give me some credit. What is sochu? I can mean? be. I could totally see Jason being like, "I know what sake is. What's shochu?" Um, but they did not start brewing craft beer until 1996 because. Uh, Japan changed their laws about microbrew, so that was when it finally came around and they could do it. But this uh, wit beer is actually rated 97 by the bros on yeah. Beer Advocate. They call it world really class. Like it. So I'm going to be blunt. I don't really think craft brew when I think like Japan. No, which no. is why I was really excited by this. Uh, and honestly, they're probably not wrong because this is probably one of the few breweries that I know of, at least, that's made it stateside. But they do an excellent job. Yeah, this is good. I'm not a whipped beer person either, and this is good. It's good because it's not your typical whipped beer. It's definitely got some characteristics that I think would be, uh, I think it has a little bit of ginger uh, mm -hmm. on the nose there, or on yeah. the uh, on the palate. Uh, you definitely get a little bit of that orange, but it's very not It's spicier than a lot of exactly. wits. That's nice. The spice comes through. I actually went on their website and wrote down all of the hops that they use in the beers that we're about to drink, uh, which I'm not going to rattle off for you because that's boring. However, uh, what I did learn and was a little surprised by is a lot of the varieties they use are very traditional German hops, which, again, when I think German and Japan. Japanese and Germans, you know, they yeah. gotta get out of it together. Oh. oh, what? No one else was thinking. <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> nice. So this one is a uh, 5.5% ABV. It's the lowest one for the evening, um, but it makes sense as a wit to be. Mm -hmm. It's more about the refreshment and the. I had this first at Jose Pistola's. Surprise. Many years ago, and. It was definitely one of those game-changer beers for a lady friend that I was dating at the time who was like, I don't like beer. <laughs> You're wrong. Counter argument. <laughs> I think I know who you mean, and I think she loves wits in general. Yes. With beer, that is, not just when you're witty. Oh. And it's got a super cute little owl logo. 
No, that's adorable. Chicks dig it. <laughs> and it's a quality beer behind it, so it can't go wrong. They've been distributing in the U.S. since 2000, so. The more I look at the owl, the more it's it creeping me out a little bit, actually. It's very Asian. Like, very Asian in that, like, Hello Kitty kind of sense. But it's got the gigantic eyes, and they're black. So the more you look at it, the more it, like, sucks you in. To you just eyes. keep going deeper. You're just yeah. falling into those dark pools of radiance. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Dark radiance. falling in love a little bit. Stop hitting on my husband in front of me. That's weird. Yeah, he's hitting on a like owl. I, like, I like that you said in front of me. <laughs> Not don't do this. If she weren't here. Oh my God, I feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I'm an adult. Quite accompanied, oh, but not comfortable. Yeah, you like that sensor? Counter argument. Uh, sensor <laughs> Dang it. Dang. That's very Asian sounding. Dang. Mm. No? I like that you said Asian sound. It's not Japanese. No. It's just, uh, hopefully, I'll throw a dart. I'll throw a dart, <laughs> and it'll hit some Asian country. Hey, like a good third like of the world That's is good. Asian. So, I found, and I don't know if it's just my palate acclimating, but the first dip was very like. Yeah, Ooh. I like the first dip the best. Uh, and it just doesn't seem to hold up flavor-wise as much after the first dip. It's less extraordinary. Like, in that it was so unlike a wit. Yes. And now it's just falling more into. The bitter comes through more later. Still good. I got no, no, it definitely is. No Again, it's warming it. up. That might be part of it. Yeah, but it hasn't been It's awfully long. crisp looking. It looks like and a Pilsner almost. Yeah, <laughs> and very, very big bubbles. Almost no head. Like, did anyone's glass? I know we got different parts no, of the pour. No, not really. Okay. Interesting. But super, of everything we have tonight, and the other stuff's a little more experimental, a little more us in terms of, like, the unusualness of it. Um, but this one is by far the most popular online, most well-received. Probably also the easiest to find. <clears throat> I think that's likely. I also had it, uh, and it's been years since I have had it. It's just one of those beers where I was like, oh, this is a fine example of this style of beer that I don't drink a lot of. So I rarely found any call to order it unless it was like, hey, person that says you don't like beer or just kind of getting into it, here's a great example of a very tasty beer that you enjoy. Uh, but I had it at the Belgian Cafe, which is only a couple blocks from the bar where I bartend as well now. And they have an excellent beer selection as well. And you can do six packs to go, which are expensive because you're paying full bar price for them. So it's it can add up, but it's also a very extensive uh, selection of beers at Belgian Cafe in Philadelphia if anyone is interested in some quality uh, six. I'm trying in my head to imagine having a sip of this and then a sip of an Allagash White. So that was going to be my question is, what would be a better example of a uh, wit beer? Like, that's always our go-to. It's done. I think the Allagash White would be the better example. Yes. I think that this is... This is a more unique twist on it, I think. Right. Um, the Hitachino Nest, I'm just going to say again to catch up anybody who may have missed the name at the beginning. And they do say that it's brewed with spices and orange juice. So it's orange not. Juice? That's what it says. Nice. So it's not just, you know, the malt and the hops that are putting that spicy edge to it. Like they did that on purpose. Um, and it's not like a Hefeweizen where the yeast is what puts the flavor in it. So right. just something to think about. Very cool. I am glad to have revisited this beer because I recognized it. I'm remembering, I remember the day we got it. It's the day that we podcasted with Logan and mm -hmm. we were at Hawthorne's. Um, but now I recalled it was, they gave us a coupon and that's why we bought it. Because I'm trying to remember why we were drawn to this random Japanese beer of everything that they had there. Um, well, I don't think we got a coupon for the Japanese beer. We just got a coupon for certain cases it was like 12 ounce bottles to go or right. something and a lot of the stuff that we're drawn to is always large format so well and i remember seeing it and being like hey they have four really cool like i know this one i haven't had any of the rest i may have had another one that we're not featuring tonight but it's never been really a go-to beer and maybe i should reconsider that fun should we serve it with like an asian dinner sometime like our homemade sushi, or I make some decent Kung Pao. What about those well spicy noodles? Yeah, I mean, especially the wit. I think that would be really nice. We were just talking about our 
video that should never be found. But this would probably be really good with that. <laughs> Way to hang a lantern on it, Ian. Yeah. Way to hang a lantern on it. I mean, it just it fits. take that off of YouTube. We really do. All right, guys. Don't look for You have all video. of 30 it's, seconds no, really to get bad. online and find this very terrible... We're not joking. This is not a like, oh, it's bad. And this when is you not, watch it, it's going to be amazing. No, it's bad. It's not reverse psychology that we're trying to market it to you. It's no. actually just that terrible. Yeah. Anyway. The good news, YouTube like counts your hits, and I think it's only like 10. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly us. <laughs> I hope so. Those nights that we get... With one dislike. There was one day I was just really jaded. <laughs> I'm done with this. Hell, these transitions are too choppy. Dislike. Yeah. Only one dislike, though. That's pretty good, considering how bad it is. Look, I was having my second to last sip of Minichino. Don't, don't make me choke Through on the it. nose. Oh, man. What's the next one we're doing? Uh, the so next one I know absolutely nothing about. It is the commemorative ale from Hitachino Ness. I always thought that was like the name of the company. Right. No. Oh, that is. Okay. So the last one we do is the white ale from Hitachino Ness. Right. Correct. Oh, this okay. is the all commemorative right, ale. So, was wrong again, not all of their beers are called Hitachino Nest. It's Kiyuchi awesome. Brewery. Um, but like 80% of them have those words in the name. Well, it's like Sam Adams where they most of their stuff is under the Sam Adams name, but then they bought the other companies that are like offshoots kind of No, thing, it's or? all made in the same brewery and it's all like it's just a matter of the naming convention and I guess what translates. Okay. So the commemorative ale is actually a seasonal done for the new year. It's been around a while. Like <laughs> the real new year, not I was going to say the Chinese new year, which is very insensitive for the Japanese <laughs> brewery. I'm just full of them tonight. Oh my gosh. It's racism. Yay. Yay. Um it is a 2013, so it's Almost, Almost two years old. Yeah. But that's fun. This will be good. We aged it. Well, we the did. good news is it's 8%. It is a little higher in so ABV, so it'll hold up nicer. Do you know what style it is? It's an Eisbach. Oh, so it'll hold up really nicely. Yeah, it should. Hypothetically. Can you explain what that is? Because that's not a like a normal thing that I think a lot of people have heard of. Uh, it's. Do you want to take this one? I was so excited though when you started talking. Uh, so Schneider Aventinus has their typical wheat beer, uh, which is fantastic and pretty solid ABV. Uh, but then they also have the Schneider Aventinus Eisbach. Uh, and Eisbach is basically the equivalent of ice wine, but it's ice beer. So, Which I thought made sense when they say it only comes out in the new year, like in the winter. Right. That it's ice buck. It's like, oh, it's ice. So for ice wine, it's always like a late harvest. Um, or you harvest the berries like when they're frozen. When they're frozen on the vine, yep. Uh, and for this, for the beer, it's a similar process. Uh, not that they're harvesting berries or anything. But they, um, they, they freeze the beer, I think, and then skim it off. So it's kind of the way that the... Um, those Scottish brewers, dog, what are they called? Brew dog. Brew dog. Um, part of the way that they get their ABV so high is through a process where they freeze the beer and the alcohol part doesn't freeze, and so they skim that off, and then they freeze it again, and then the like at colder temperatures, and then the alcohol part doesn't freeze, and so they skim that off, uh, and so you just keep getting a stronger and stronger craziness. <coughs> so this is a nice box. I actually like regular Aventinas better long. just because <laughs> the ice box is it sometimes it can get heavy and sweet, which makes sense just based on the way that it's made. But um, to go back to your question from ten and a half minutes ago, shochu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a distilled beverage typically made with barley, sweet potatoes, buckwheat or rice. I'm going to go with something. rice in this case. Um, <laughs> like that also Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This has a very similar nose to... Whoa, it smells sweet. Whoa. Yeah. It's a little sweet, but it actually it dissipates quickly. It's, it's sweet on the front, uh, but then it disappears very quickly. That's just commemorative. Hmm. Actually okay. reminds me of a gin I tried recently. A gin? Yeah, from Pottstown, Pennsylvania, called Manitoni. Oh, uh, and they Manitoni have, still works? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've seen them at Nosh. Yes. So we actually recently acquired a few of their bottles to sell at uh, Jack's Firehouse. And we have their 
uh, clear whiskey, they're white whiskey. Um, we have an 11 month aged whiskey. We have a gin and I think a rum. Uh, and I think all of them are a little young, but show a lot of promise. But the gin in particular, I tried it the other day and the fr like it just tasted sweet at first and then it got kind of bitter and floral. So I'm wondering uh, with a little more When time you say a little can... young, do you mean they should be in the barrel longer or? For the whiskey, absolutely. Uh, it's 11 months old that it's been aged in a barrel and it's just not enough. I mean, most decent whiskeys or bourbons are eight years in a barrel. Right. Uh, but also when you're a new company, you don't have eight years to wait. You have to start selling product as soon as you're able, which is why most companies start off with clear li liquors like vodka and rum and gin. Because uh, in the meantime, they're setting everything else and sitting it around so it can age. But for 11 months old, I thought it had a lot of character. Still very harsh, though. Uh, but I would look forward to seeing, you know, I hope, I wish them all success and I will sell their product and I hope I get to try a bottle in eight years. You will happen to keep sampling along the way just to see I, if it changes? You know, you got to see how it, the product is progressing over time. Their uh, white whiskey has a nose very reminiscent of tequila, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. And I have not yet found a good use for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's been in the barrel, not at all. So it's a little, they make a good mixer. Jason, your face. It's just very syrupy. It is a very syrupy consistency. And it tastes so similar to something that I, like it's been a long time since I've, um, I haven't been drinking as much beer. So it's been a while and I just can't place which one it is. Yeah. Right, it's like almost identical to, just can't think of it. More censoring. The finish is so weird, too. It's like dry and a little bitter, but it's also kind of got a raisin note to it. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't have anything in the color that would give you raisin thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it seems reasonably bubbly until the finish, until and then it just right. dies. <laughs> yeah, more or less. It's Never like dies, and you're left with that syrupy. That's really interesting. Huh. Well, that could. We're just it gonna is a little reminiscent of another beer, but I can't think of it either it could very well be our fault you know it's well it's two years old too yeah yeah then again that's we bought it in bad thing too, right? april like or may like of this year so yeah no i think it's, it's not like it was i think it's a beer that is not going to be worse off for aging uh now there are those kind of sweet spots of aging and i think certain beers go through fluctuations as well where it can get bad but if you wait longer it'll get better again right uh, and it just like the 120, as we learned. The 120? Well, that one is kind of always bad. <laughs> Are you saying that this is bad? I no, no, no. I feel like no. this is bad. No, no, no. I feel like we're talking about it like it's bad. More that we are trying to acknowledge that what we're experiencing right now is probably not how it tastes when it's fresh because yeah. of the aging. Oh, sure. Right. And we're not sure how, what effect that had on it. So, no, I mean, there's nothing about, there's no off flavors. There, it's not off-putting. No, very, very solid beer, I think. It would go with a, a really. It's raisiny, so I don't like With a roast pork with a, a nice, like, rich sauce on it or something. Yeah, a duck would be perfect. Like, there's still a lot that it, it would work with. It's just, it's commemorative. I'm not sure what we're commemorating. Uh, 121. Never mind. Figured it out. We missed that opportunity, didn't we? What? Dogfish 120 being in our 120th episode. Wow. Suppose we did. I didn't think of that. So just now. <laughs> Four months later, we had this really good idea. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. Because we could have done like 120, 120 aged a year, 120 aged two years. Compared them. Um, Cousin Max. 240. Episode 240. <laughs> Yowza. Uh, so three years from now when we're recording. Yeah, that means we buy it now. That's true. Well, my dad bought a six-pack maybe a year after or two years after I got mine. So we'd already done a couple podcasts, and I was just like, don't drink it yet. And he was like, all right. So he just set it aside. So he has six bottles aging nicely along with the rest of them. And he doesn't have those friends who are just going to happen to drink them out of his closet. Hey, that only happened once, and that was not when it was in the closet. I, re I moved them. I hid them after that. What happened? Someone drank one at a party. Not realizing. Oh, the rogue bottle disappeared. It wasn't even like in the fridge. Somebody like snagged it out of my closet. What? Narnia. Yeah, it was a little disappointing because I like to think that my friends would not be those kind of friends. Uh, but but I mean, it's gone. In the grand scheme of things, it was one bottle of beer. and They didn't know your 
overall plan. Right. They're probably just like, oh, cool, 120. I've never tried that. I want to try it. Whatever. Do we have any downstairs? Yeah. Yeah, we're aging some? Yeah. Hmm. We have the 120 and we have the Burton Baton. Baton. And you also have the the one that I really liked and you didn't, the Raison Dextra. That's the one I mean. Okay. Every time I say Burton Baton, I mean, mean the Dextra. Dextra? Yep. Cool. Yep. So um, one thing I think we really need to talk about that we haven't talked about yet is how excited uh, we all are for the pumpkin beers that are out in August. <sighs> Tee up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. No, everything, we talk about it. We've mentioned it before. Everything's just too early, guys. Let the seasons have their time. I am I tired of everyone rushing everything. And honestly, I think you'll sell more or at least as much product if you wait. Because everyone agree, everyone I talk to, I don't know anyone that's like, oh, thank God pumpkin beers are out right now. And every year it gets worse where people are just like, A, more and more companies are making them and they're putting them out earlier and earlier. So soon it's going to be like mid-June and you're going to be like, oh, great, pumpkin beer. Uh, Screw you, I'll never buy your beer again. I saw this amazing meme the other day that was done in the theme and this, you know, is just going to show, we're just going to highlight my ignorance this evening, um, in the theme of like that renaissance christian artwork with the naked women who are you know actually built like women and god in the clouds and is this like okay. putting any kind of mental like picture Italian. yes yeah. yes uh you mean when they were fat yes. <laughs> <laughs> also yes <laughs> or they made me feel better about myself but whichever you choose to focus on that's that's fine too so it was a meme done in that style and it was god up in a cloud throwing cans in my mind of pumpkin but anyway down at like two naked women running away from him and they're like picking up the things that he's throwing and running away and it just says it is august people are on the beach getting suntans take your freaking pumpkin things and get out of here wait for fall and i was like hooray (laughs) you go god yeah God was beaming women in the head with <laughs> beer bottles? With Good. cans of pumpkin. That's know. the takeaway? I, I always... He is an angry and vengeful God. You know that August is my favorite month. Why? What? She loves heat. I love heat. And but my whole August life... Like, is that the hottest of the month? It yeah, should be really in this is. part of the country anyway. Right now. Yeah. Well, no, we've had a tomorrow. really cool... Yeah, I've had... Tomorrow's supposed to be terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Next two days, man. Outdoors. <laughs> Who does theater outdoors in 90-degree August? Uh, but that when when I read people are on the beach, I'm like, you know what? It's August. People are on vacations and at summer camps and I'm not on the beach. I'm thinking about the fall yet. Like, I am because I desperately yearn for it and want it to be 50 degrees outside. But beer-wise, I'm not thinking about those things yet. There's nothing I'm eager for. I mean... Everything in its time and place. The only nice thing I can say about all of the pumpkin beer is that, yes, in the summer, sometimes I get really tired of Pilsners and Shandies being the only thing offered. That being said, yeah, almost everywhere I've been lately that's actually a craft beer bar is embarrassing with the number of IPAs and double IPAs they have compared to anything else. Disagree. So let me ask you a question. Is there a reason that they're doing this with the pumpkin beer? Meaning not for sales, not for sales. But does it actually age, it needs to age for a little bit in order for it to be really good, for the flavors to muddle a little? it's just to increase sales. And what happens, or at least in my opinion, part of the problem is that the pumpkin beer season is, A, it was so popular for a while, but it's also such a small window between the August beers and the Christmas beers. Mm -hmm. So you have this very limited time to be like, hey, we have pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer and Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. Is also, you know, the harvest ale time. Heat a little, yeah. Yes. But who wants to drink October? But you can do pumpkin beer through November, through Thanksgiving. Through Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I would say you get to end of September, like last week of September. That's Even a good time. September. School's back in session. It's the fall. It's the fall semester. Like, just don't. After Labor Day. It's like white pants. Right. After Labor Day, you can sell your pumpkin stuff. If we're going over other great memes, I saw one that was three pieces of candy corn, and up top it says, do you want to know how to eat your candy corn? And at the bottom it says, throw it away. And I was like, that is the best thing I've ever... I hate candy corn. I don't... Other than in the Great Depression, maybe we were desperate for something that tasted not like cardboard. Sugar in the Great Depression? But 
why is it we are a civilized country we are not civilized we're animals <laughs> candy corn we like to say that we're civilized embarrassing embarrassing yes we are embarrassing candy corn the girl at work who's you know five foot and 84 pounds eats three bags of candy corn a day yeah, and she probably has no teeth. it's ridiculous. also why is she eating candy corn in august it's the same problem <laughs> it shouldn't even be made in august <laughs> to be fair it was made 50 years ago yeah it's the same candy corn well that's fine at least she's hoarding it there were only really. like eight people like in the country cake. that eat candy corn it's like fruit cake there were only 10 made and they just keep getting regifted. candy corn are the peeps of the fall i mean basically Peeps are weird. <laughs> I never liked them. So my parents always got me like high-end Easter candy. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. Like what? You uh, bet sees chocolate. What are you talking about? Like there's a a chocolatier in Philadelphia called Lores or Lords. I don't know. Lores. L O H R. L O R E. Okay. Um, they would always get me like a big coconut filled, coconut cream filled egg with either dark or milk chocolate and they would like pen our name in it with like candy coating which i never really liked because it was too sugary but which is only weird because i would chow down on the coconut cream chocolate um so we would get that and then we would get like mini eggs i just like coconut a lot i guess is what it comes down to but mini eggs filled with coconut and then these sugar candies that were actually like sugar and they were kind of in the shape of a flower um, and they would come in like a little, like a cupcake wrapper, but tiny and candy sized. That makes any sense? I don't know. Good candy. Not just like that. Hey, we wrapped it in colorful foil, and it's made from Hershey's or. You know what we're gonna do after this? We're gonna a cigar. We're gonna go out back, and we're gonna make a bonfire where we're going to take cinnamon rolls and put them on sticks and cook them over the bonfire. That sounds weird, but not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very excited about I'm very this. excited about because I don't like s'mores, but now I have. While you're doing that, I might smoke a cigar. Oh, I was I was hoping to like you know multitask. Okay. Cool. I haven't mowed for two weeks. Just a heads up. I don't need to know about your personal grooming. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> the little that's what hitachino means. <laughs> in case you were it's wondering. It's the nest. <laughs> Got the weed whacker. Oh, we got now a new I'm just one. Thinking of stupid bear song. Oh, what's our next one that we're doing? <laughs> Thank you. What was yeah. the last one that we did? By the way, the that commemorative ale. It doesn't really have a name. It's just no. Hitachino Nest. Looking it up was so ale. hard. I had to do it by the. And I'll put a picture of these online, but the. I do think it's very interesting. The neck wrap of the first bottle is very American, and the other two that we have are very like, hey. You know, this could have been sold in either country. Right. Definitely. Which uh, was why it was hard printed to... printed in, in, I guess, Japanese and English. Uh, but the Hitachino White Ale is very much like, Hey, America, drink this beer. <laughs> it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the next one? Uh, next up, also ranking in at 8%, we have Hitachino Nest Beer. <laughs> it's XH. XH. Which it is stands aged in sake barrels. It stands for extra high, the XH, which I think is funny just because it's the same ABV as the one we just had. Maybe it's more about like Colorado high. Well, the style is Belgian strong dark. Nice. So I thought that might be part of what they were saying with that name compared to something. Doesn't look dark. Nope. Well, well, darker than anything else we've had. It looks nice. almost like a Belgian quad. Yeah, I was expecting stouty colors. Ooh, it smells different. Yeah, it looks actually dark. Can I have another splash? Thank you. I know you like the bottom. This one also smells syrupy. But less sweet. Can it be syrupy but less agree. sweet? I don't know. I, I didn't taste it yet. I'm just, I'm just smelling. Yeah, the nose to me is still just as... So oh, quite a nose. Both this one and the commemorative actually have a... a hop variety that I've never heard of before Interesting. called Styrian Golding. It's S-T-Y, so it could be Styrian, I guess, but I sound really smart. I think it's Styrian. I, I read it and thought of Tyrion Lannister, but it, either way, it's Golding, too. Styrian Golding. He pays his debts. Um, He's like the weird half-bastard nephew. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
This is the one matured in sake casks? Yes. I just read the label. Uh, this one ranks at 85 that one. Oh. on Beer Advocate, so not as well-reviewed as our white, but this is... Tickles the tip of the tongue. It does. There's almost like a little sour note to it. Yeah. Which I don't hate. Wow. Not what I was expecting for a Belgian strong dark. A much different flavor than Adrian Brower. Yes. Which would be Which is a golden... Most, uh, it's not... It's robust without being rich. There's a bitter note on the back of my throat at the very end that I don't love. Yeah, I get that too. When you say tingles the tip of your tongue, is there a specific... Oh, the sourness? Not me. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what he meant. Yeah, it's actually... There's actually like a bite to the big front of your tongue. Almost like uh, biting a grapefruit or something. I like it. I like it way more than I was expecting. It's less sweet to me than the last one. Mm -hmm. I think we started on the strongest one, the wit beer. The The strongest flavor? No, like the Quality? strongest offering that they have. Oh, oh. The we, did. we did. But hands down, I mean, everything online basically sings the praises of that one as being. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't matter what else, but it's the lowest in ABV and the lightest oh, the in right. body. Right. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't go from the darker so. to the lighter. It is disappointing, though, when you start with the best. Kind of. It's rewarding, too, because at least you get to experience it in its fullness on a clear palate. Right. I go both ways. You have you it. Know, ACDC. What? Jason got a mischievous look in his eye, and I wondered what that meant. No, I am impressed that you po- like actually picked up on that. No, it's probably not podcast appropriate. Let's do it <laughs> I have to say it. <laughs> Think yep. of all of those loyal... I wasn't thinking of it in the context of beer. I was thinking of it in the context of women. Like Which part? That Ian goes both ways? Start. No, what happens if you uh, start out with, with the best, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just gets worse from there? You're like it's refreshing. It's like you, you have context, and <laughs> I was like, I don't know. If you start at the best, it's not. That's it's not true. Good. Then the rest of your life is just disappointing. All you do is just be like, you're either searching for better, or just pining for what you had. <laughs> so I, that's what I didn't want to say on the podcast, but we we took it there. It wasn't inappropriate. I will not take that personally. So you were going to tell us some more facts about this one. Um, I no, I was already. You have we know that it's matured in sake cast. Yep, it's a Belgian stark, uh, strong a dark. Stark. <laughs> a Belgian stark? Did you speak French? It's dead. Uh, the hops in no, this one are time. Chinook and the Styrian Golding. It's 44 IBUs, which What's the, the last on one. Scale? Hmm? On the IBU there scale? isn't. Yeah. There isn't one. What's the sort of, I mean, like, there's plenty of double IPAs that are oh, 100, 120. They get like it's just bitterness. It's yeah. almost like the heat index. You'll people will continue to try to make a hotter pepper. They'll, oh yeah, yeah. So that's a story. Go I'm for talking it. about the the uh, salsa story that I had from work. So we have a guy who grew scorpion peppers. Scorpion peppers are the new hottest pepper above ghost peppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the Trinidadian something scorpion pepper, yellow scorpion pepper or something like that. Uh, and so he, uh, we have this guy in the office that makes amazing salsa, probably the best salsa I've ever had in my life. You probably doesn't hold up well over time though. It doesn't. No, you have to eat it pretty soon after you get it. I just remember I had it like a week later. Yeah, it was. was, I I really liked it, but you said it wasn't as good. Right. No, it ends up soaking up more of like the tomato flavor uh, after a little bit of time. But Jason doesn't like tomatoes or peppers. In his salsa, he just likes the spice, basically. Well, but I, mean, I, I like it a lot when oh, it's all Oh, my uncle made a really, really well. good salsa, actually, once upon a time. It was so hot, my eardrums were hurting. So you should try this, because he made it with the scorpion peppers. So he put, like, a really small batch. It was, like, a probably, it was a tiny little thing, like, maybe. a huge pepper in it. <laughs> yeah, and he ended up with a couple of peppers in there, and uh, it was one of those where it's an interesting heat. You know how, like, yeah. all the different peppers have different ways that the heat hits you? This one was a, the pepper hits you, and it lingers at this really, really high level. But uh, it has, like, a decent flavor to it. So it's not one of those peppers. It's just the whole point of it is right, the heat. Right, it should be so hot. Does it build? It like, does each bite get so hotter? So it doesn't. That's the thing with a ghost pepper. Like, you take a bite of a ghost pepper, and at first you're like, this isn't so bad. And then three minutes later, you're like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> like, why did I do this? <laughs> No, with next day will be the worst day yeah. of your life. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so true. Says scorpion, the people who had beets for dinner. The scorpion pepper, uh, you eat it and you immediately kind of get that heat, but it just stays and it's consistent. So there's no surprise to it. It's You know what's going on. Right. What's dangerous, I think, with the ghost pepper is you eat it and you're like, this isn't so bad. And so you eat more and then you build up. By the time up. it catches up. Right. 
It's with like, this other yeah. one. It's like, no, punch you in the face. I was sweating. I definitely was sweating. Uh, no there were several that. people in the office that immediately got hiccups, which is something I didn't know was a yeah, thing. Yeah, really hot food gives people a hiccup. Some people, Some people hiccup. yeah. And I, there were people that took three bites and were just hiccuping for the next five minutes. I think it's so fascinating that medically we don't know much about hiccups. We really don't. But I feel like just anecdotally, there's a lot that can be very easily deduced. Like, hey, spicy food gives you hiccups. It doesn't really... So does carbonation. Yeah. I've noticed it for myself. There's times where if I, like, catch it quick enough, like, I'll, I'll feel myself swallow wrong. Like, there's almost like there's an air bubble before the liquid. And when I do that, I'll hiccup, like, almost immediately and be like, I need to fix this right now. And there's a small window where if I correct it for too long... Then it'll actually stop within like three breaths of that yeah, moment. Yeah, like basically immediately, like I'm going to take charge of this situation. Or if I don't do that, then I'll be hiccuping for the next like hour and a half and just want to kill myself. I have had chronic hiccups before. Jason like gets recurring cases. Hiccups. Yeah, I think there's some weird study where like some person's had hiccups for like ten years or something oh, like yeah. that. I I am so bad at sleeping to begin with. I cannot imagine having hiccups. Yeah, I wonder if they hiccup while they sleep. I imagine. That'd be awful. Well, like, wake what they wouldn't know they're still breathing like how would they it's probably better than sleep apnea right definitely yeah they're still breathing <laughs> we're nothing but positive hooray bundles of joy well so out of the three Yochi hit a chino nest congratulations uh i really like the first one the best i don't generally like white ales i think they're a little plain but i think this one took that and made it more fun after you read that it had orange in it, I got the orange. This I got the is orange my immediately. Skeptical face. No, I didn't get it right away. But it's one of those where you said it, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I get that. I'm, I was I'm just, gonna finish. I thought it was more like brewed with oranges, not with orange juice, which I think makes a difference. And also, it could be just a translational thing. That could be too. That's very possible by reading the like labels the in general. The essence of orange could be in there, but when it gets translated, it becomes orange juice. Because, like, I have trouble thinking that they're like, Tropicana orange juice in our beer. Do you remember what fixed the cider at fair last week? 400 pounds of brown sugar. What? So oh, God. We heard. I heard that number, and I was just like, so much brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it showed. I mean, I would have loved. I think I would have liked, liked to the try cider it. by itself. Yeah. So, uh, Ian and I lead a pub crawl every every day of the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair at 4.45. And uh, every week, I get to pick the beer that we're going to feature. We go to four different bars. So depending on the theme, like this weekend is Scottish-Irish weekend, so we're featuring Scottish beer at one of them because logically, why wouldn't you? Um, So two weeks ago, I heard from the assistant brewer that they had cider and they really wanted to put it on, but they couldn't yet because it was too dry and our initial thought was dry cider. Great. That sounds because it's Happen. hot. You know, it's August. It's refreshing to have it be dry. That's exactly what these people need. No, they wouldn't put it on because it was too dry. So I got the email the next week that said cider is on. I was like, oh okay. And uh, I took one sip of the cider and was like, what happened? It's so it's not bad per se. It's just like cloyingly sweet. It yeah. So when I found the brewer, I was like, what did you do to the cider? And he goes. 400 pounds of brown sugar. I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord. Like, and granted, that's like the entire batch, so it's spread out. But like, I think with 200 pounds, it would have been way better. And the way that I, I mean, I, I drink my tea and my coffee black. I probably would have preferred like 20 or 50 pounds. Yeah. You know, just take the edge off the dryness, not. Give it a little, oh. It was very, well, it fits with the story we were talking about at dinner is this. Uh, the new trend of making hard soda. Like, it definitely oh, had yeah. that. It was not, I don't know. God love them. I can't believe people were drinking it by the pint because no thanks. Not for this girl. Agree. Do you want to embellish more on your hard soda story? Um, I, I did put something. I'm trying to remember. Was it on Beer Mistress or on Dashing Rogue? Do you remember? I think it was Dashing Rogue. Um, I'm trying to remember which big if it's a Miller Coors or what it was, but uh, there's a, a growing trend of the the big companies to put out um, 
basically hard soda. It's Miller Coors. Uh, and it's picking up. It, it started with that whole not your father's root beer thing, which I understand. Um, but I mean, I know that that one's like super popular and everyone talks about it. But what would you think is even bigger? Really? I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's not existed. Like I think the Rattler is, it's an orange soda that has alcohol in it. Right. And li- or a grapefruit soda. It's like soda. Izzy that's alcoholic right. instead of. But I think they're taking it a step further and being like, hey, it's super sweet and carbonated and. Uh, the the other problem, uh, not, I mean, problem in my book, not in anyone else's. Um, the the Fruitaritas, like Budweiser's got the whole like margarita in a can that now has like orange and raspberry and, you know, whatever flavor you want to put in it. Ungodly sweet and higher ABV than any of the Seagram's wine coolers or anything used to ever be. So right. if you're just going to go and grab a can of something. Now, um, also, I think it's fair that nobody actually drinks wine coolers anymore. That's so, true. Like, I don't think anyone's like, hey, I used to pound six wine coolers. Or someone's got to because there's still like a whole aisle of them at the beer store. Are they really? Yeah. Well, you also live in the middle of nowhere, so there's. Oh. I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're only saying that because the Amish are building a house next door. I have never seen wine coolers in my beer shop really? or liquor store. I don't know. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I'm saying that if they do, they're probably like tucked away in a corner back. and. Because, you know, I live on the main line, and people are classy out there. <laughs> they drink wine like they mean it. They, they don't drink, drink wine, wine coolers. By case. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all unhappy. <laughs> oh. So now that the root beer is the thing, um, they're also, Miller Coors is starting to make a, an orange soda that's a 4.2% that tastes yeah, like that's an orange my, crush. I honestly, that's my big issue, is they are making a soda that is alcoholic. And sodas are yes, everyone drinks soda. I work at a bar, Jack and Cokes, and you know, Captain and Ginger and whatnot. But for the most part, soda is sold for a younger demographic, the pre beer crowd, right? And because they like it, they keep drinking it when they get older. Uh, and there's soda is delicious. It's sugary. It's carbonated. It tastes refreshing, and it makes you want more of it by every reason so all the reasons yeah <laughs> maybe not your most sound argument but i see where you're going with no, it. like scientifically when you drink soda you crave more soda sure that's sugar in general right and so of course you want to keep drinking that i thought it was interesting when i read that even as babies like we are drawn to sugar like our mouths like sugar and it's i'm sweet. thinking that's that it's that plus sour, the gray hair on my head and the Sneaking increase of wrinkles uh, is what makes me feel older is because I don't, I'm just not drawn to sweet anymore. I want more. Because I, I think it's a simple flavor that we can understand. Yeah, but at the same time, there's no biological benefit to sugar really, right? Like, I wonder, so like bitter, like poison is bitter or can be bitter. Uh, and so we want to stay away from that. And salt will dry you out and hurt you. So you want to stay away from that. But like sugar, especially when we weren't mass manufacturing it as, you know, uh, high fructose corn syrup. Right. Was something that was not necessarily easily accessible, but also probably not that harmful for you. Like, yeah, your teeth might not hold up that well if you were just sucking on cane sugar all day, but that wouldn't be likely. So I wonder if there's not some like, hey, these things are dangerous. Stay away from them until you know what they are. Slash sugar's okay. <laughs> I can't really think of too many things in nature that are sweet that are not good. Like, that will kill you. Right. Right. From honeysuckle to fruit to, you know, everything right. that would be sweet is... But, like, some bitter, some berries are bitter, and it's like, hey, you mm, should go look to the doctor right now. <laughs> huh. I don't know. My ruminations. I'm certainly no scientist or doctor. Nice. Do you want to um, do a quick reflec- reflection on beer cocktails? Beer cocktails? Yeah. What would you like me to... Ruminate. Yeah. Is that... They're a growing trend for sure. I had one a number of years ago, actually at the Dandelion, which was quite nice. Back when I still hung out with a girl named Monica. Huh. Uh, the now married uh, Monica. Indeed. But now who feels more old? Of a timeline. 
Uh, they still have some beer cocktails and they're still tasty. And I actually had a very nice beer cocktail at Village Whiskey maybe three weeks ago, uh, served in a tall Pilsner glass with an IPA and some other ingredients that I don't recall. I think it's so very bold to make IPA the center of... It was fantastic. Jason, um, with us today, we shared five unusual beer cocktails and one of them was the Sour Cherry Shandy, mm. which I thought that you would really well. enjoy. I'm a little less keen on shandy. Why is that? I liked it, but it, it ended up getting really sweet by the end of it. Which and I think I the sour cherry up, would offset that. I think part of it, too, is that, um, I don't know if this is everything, but the shandies that I was drinking, the cans had a very weird smell to them. And that is, like, I understand that that sounds weird. But when I was drinking the cans, like, the top of the can smelled like feet. That's no good. If you poured out the stuff into a you know into a glass or whatever you wouldn't get that but a lot of shandies come in cans and maybe somebody was walking on your cases uh maybe or just the cases got wet or something or maybe they were like using them as a footrest because that's a good height for your cases to be yeah (laughs) uh more likely you're probably right the cardboard got wet and was sitting like the bottom base cardboard yeah and that uh, yeah but that definitely alters the flavor to it Oh, yeah, so, so much of I, what we taste is how we smell it. When I go in and I actually drink a shandy now, I associate that with that feet smell. Or one more reason to pour it into a proper glass. Well, it is now, but the damage is done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forever taste feet. Some of the other ones were a strawberry lemon rattler, which I thought you would appreciate. Yeah. The chocolate stout frap bruchino. I hate it already. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You don't like anything that messes with coffee. Espresso stout, no, chocolate like all, chips, like that coffee. Menu stuff at Starbucks. Yeah. Mm. Because there isn't actually a secret menu, and yet everyone's like, can I get the cotton candy shortcake frappuccino? And I'm like, sure, what's in it? Just and like if you want to come in and order a three pump skinny vanilla latte with soy instead and no foam, like you tell me all the things you want, but you can't come in and just throw words at me that don't mean anything to me and be like, I don't know what's in it. And it's like, that's great. Then you can't have it. (laughs) I don't know. Look it up on your phone. Go stand in the corner and come back when you're done. I'll make it for you. I had that growing up or in high school. Did I tell you, tell the story on the podcast already? Maybe. Uh, 119 episodes ago. It's, it's time to bring it back. High school. I was doing a lot of theater. So we'd have the late nights and there was a Starbucks right near the high school. And so we'd go out and one of the folks, he wasn't in theater, but he was just, like, known to us, I guess. Uh, had a drink named after him called the Special Dan. And it was just, what I know now was it was like a quad espresso. Hot um, or cold? Hot. What was Dan special? <laughs> that was the Dan special. But back then, like, that wasn't a thing. That's like, actually what I used to drink in high school. Yeah. Well, or so middle school. They actually, oh, like, rejected it or got rid of it off the menu. It was a tiny little cup. Like, yeah. It was a tiny little thing. But, uh, yeah, they got it. They, they, we started going in and trying to order it, and they said, no, 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 we don't do special orders. You have to order off the menu. So this was before they kind of got really heavy into the, hmm. you know, Customization. Hey, yes, you can customize and do what well, you, you can want. customize anything, but, like, it, if you want a quad espresso, you can order a quad espresso. It's not called a special Dan. Right. Because all that does is create, you know, you go to the In my head, all I hear you saying is, Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Special Dan. Got no legs. (laughs) Lieutenant Uh, Dan, you ain't got no legs. The last one that I really want to say, and I love it, maybe just because of the beautiful garnish and the the fluffy head, is um, a cocktail of rum, bourbon, and IPA. Yum. Manly deeds, womanly words. Oh, yeah. I think I read this article, actually. You mean because it was sent to the two of us? No, no, no. I think I read it like a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, Um, it sounds kind of Buffalo Trace, Black Peppercorns. What? Yeah. No, it sounds fantastic. That one sounded really good. I remember that. It seems a little complicated. It makes sense why it's so beautiful because if you're going to shake something that has beer in it, it's going to get frothy. So Mm, I get that. You probably don't add the beer until the end. Maybe. Only one of us is a bartender. Oh. I mean, you wouldn't shake anything with carbonation. Mm. It's like the general rule. That's what I think. That's what I think every time goes. I shake something with carbonation. Yep. And then it doesn't taste good after because it's not carbonated well, anymore. there's nothing there anymore. Yeah. As so you're licking it up all, off all the floor. All of your flavor just goes. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of a not quite 
related story, uh, but I read today at work, uh, I guess somebody had sent around a bio of their background. And in the bio it said uh, that he got his uh, degree in graphic design and also a blue ribbon at the fair for his jam. <laughs> Which I thought was like a really cool like way to be like, yeah, okay, so you're... you're like you read till the end of my it. bio, you right. get a reward you get to make. Uh, but then we got a little bit more details, like somebody reached out to him and got some more details on what the jam was. What kind of jam? It was called Peach Fuzz, uh, and it was... Um, sounds more and more sexual. <laughs> it was about. like peach, honey, bourbon, and one other ingredient that I don't know. Uh, but he ended up... Well, he has to keep it secret. He won a blue ribbon for it. Yeah, it was like state fair or something. Can't be Does giving that away. It? Can you well, get that some? was the thing. That's what I wanted to know is, you know, hey, will you make a batch? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'll be for it. We'll probably make a cocktail out of it. Everyone will do anything under the right circumstances, especially enough peer pressure or financial gain. It's disturbing. It's disturbing that you immediately... immediately On that know. note, let's go Am smoke a cigar. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> All right, guys, we miss you. It was Welcome a back. crazy, crazy summer, but we, we did now it. Now have a little free time. Hooray! Okay, now don't lie to them. Don't lie <laughs> to we them. We have enough free time. <laughs> uh, you can always find us on Twitter. I am at Beer Mistress. I'm at Dashing underscore Rogue. We're at Facebook.com/slash/DashingRogue, and we are every weekend at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair through the end of October. Come see us and go on a pub crawl. Buy your tickets ahead of time. Oh. To the pub crawl. I was yeah. gonna be like, buy us a drink when it's over, but that too. that's that's good. I like the way that you think. Uh, yeah. Jason's some, in uh, grad school. Cider is coming your way. Yeah, right. Oh god, all the pounds. cider. All it makes me think of is the Lagunitas brown sugar. 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 Remember a year ago when we were like, we're gonna update the website. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm in grad school. It's been hard. <laughs> It's not easy. I believe it. I, I know. Don't go I know a lot more stuff now, though. So he can make sure. our. He can mine the data. <laughs> yeah, mine. After that this data. semester, I'll be able to add some really cool beer stat visuals. So you can like website. mine the data and then like craft something with it. I can already do that. Yeah, I just I can make a really cool visual with it after this All semester. Right. So Moving exciting! Pictures and stuff. We yeah. will see you next week. We're so excited. Soon, sour monkey. Yeah, is that Soon. a thing? Let's do it. I I'll thought you case. bought a case. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you bring me some? No. Not this time. I haven't tried it ever. I have heard that it's amazing. But maybe next week, guys, if I get my way, which means it won't be next week. All right. Oh. <laughs> Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. Oh, Professor. And I'm Jason. See you then.